You're listening to Happy Vermont, a travel podcast about people and places in the Green Mountain State. A couple of months ago, I was browsing calendar listings, looking for things to do in southern Vermont, and I came across Open Mic Night at the Dover Town Hall. Open Mic Night is held every second and fourth Wednesday night in the small town of Dover, which is located near Mount Snow. I tracked down Linda Sherman, the organizer of Open Mic Night. She's also the assessor for the town of Dover, and she runs a side business creating hooked rugs. Linda started Open Mic Night in the town hall back in 2018. The pandemic put a pause on the event, of course, for a while, but it's been back up and running since earlier this year. Now, I can't sing and I haven't played an instrument since I took piano lessons in elementary school, but I was drawn to the prospect of spending an evening listening and watching people perform in a Vermont town hall. Dover's open mic night isn't just for musicians. Anyone is welcome to share their talent, whether it's poetry or theater. When I attended Dover's open mic night in September, there were about 14 of us in the audience and people throughout the evening played guitar and sang songs. These were all locals from the Deerfield Valley, performing songs by artists like James Taylor, Tom Petty, Johnny Cash, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and Michelle Schacht. Linda Sherman is outgoing, funny, and talented. She's loved performing since she was a child, growing up in nearby South Newfane. Singing and playing guitar, mostly folk, is her passion. She admits that she's sometimes hard on herself when she hits the wrong note or plays the wrong chord. But more than anything, she wants Open Mic Night to be a safe and encouraging space for people to sing, play, and, well, express themselves. Here's Linda. So I grew up in South Newfane. My parents bought the general store, and I was four when we moved to Vermont. I think I was four. So very small town. No one in the town at that point was under 50, which I thought was very old. And when a family with that had two children moved in, it was like jackpot, somebody else that we could hang out with. So I was in Girl Scouts and Brownies, and there was a, a place in Newfane that had a barn, and in the barn was a it was like a little theater and it was so incredible. And I remember going there to see a performance as a Girl Scout. And right then and there, I thought, this is what I want. Like I wanted that barn. I didn't care about anything else. I just wanted the barn. And I thought, wouldn't that be fun to have performances, little performances like what we were there watching some one-act shows, maybe a musician or poets. And I was maybe all of 10, maybe, yeah, even younger than that. So I carried that thought with me till I still have it. Like the barn's been renovated into a bookstore, I think. And I'm not sure if it's still open, but I still have that dream And that memory of that barn and how it was set up all those years ago. So that's where it started. Do you remember the music that was playing or what was happening in the barn? I believe it was a little play. And I think it maybe I was a brownie and the Girl Scouts were putting on a play. 
I don't remember what that was, like what they were doing. I just remembered that that looked very inviting. So that grew my love of theater, which I did become involved in further on into high school and whatnot. And, you know, I wanted to be famous and I don't think that's happened yet. (laughs) I guess I still have time. Did you want to be a performer when you were a kid? Did you say, I want to sing or I want to be on stage performing in a play? Like, did you see yourself doing something like that? I think I did. I, as you're saying all that, I'm getting recurring memories of being little. I'm the youngest of five. And we used to do our own little shows at the house growing up. And I was always... Of course, I had to have the lead, and I just remember having a top hat or something, and I just kept pulling it off and putting it back on as I was walking around a circle, and I was the star of that show. So I think I was always singing that I've been told by family members, and apparently rode to Long Island with some very close family friends from Vermont to Long Island and sang Puff the Magic Dragon the whole way. I would imagine I slept, and I would imagine they were very happy to have me out of the car as soon as we got there. But yeah, I just always loved singing. My grandmother taught me songs that she knew from when she was little. So, yeah. During that time, were you singing or playing guitar or anything? Were you doing any kind of performing? Yeah. I started playing guitar. I taught myself, actually, about 13. So all through high school, I played. There was a group of us that would get together and we'd just hang out in the hallway and play music instead of going to class. So shows that we would put on in school, like variety shows or whatnot. I was not somebody that would, like, go out to perform a couple times. I did different things and actually didn't really play out as a performer till later on, like maybe even, I want to say, maybe 20 years ago was like one of the first times that I actually played out in public. Where was that? A friend of mine and I played in Wilmington, the old Poncho's Wreck, It was so much fun. And we had a good lineup of songs, very eclectic list from Peter, Paul, and Mary, Indigo Girls, just a very broad variety and covered quite a span of years of music that we would put together. I hear even people who are maybe have stage fright or who are shy or people who are not, but there's this feeling on stage? Is it like, I don't know, a rush or some sort of, what is it like? Do you get kind of a big feeling of euphoria up there when you're performing or what is it? It is like a rush in a way. Sometimes I get very anxious and nervous before 
And then once I start, depending where it is, of course, once I start playing, I seem fine. Like that just kind of goes away. Other times I have found myself just thinking in the back of my head, when is this going to be over? Because I can't take it. But again, it really depends on where I am, who's there. Like now I play in my church. Sometimes I get just as nervous and it's very different being there. But it is, I end up with a all around just feeling of, well, even if that didn't sound so good, maybe it just felt really good. It's, I don't know if I'd call it like a euphoric feeling, but it's, it's definitely pleasant. Yeah. And I wonder if it's also kind of freeing, like you can kind of maybe something you said just triggered this thought in my head about, I don't know, freeing, like you, you don't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you do you feel like you get up there and you, you can't make any mistakes or are you able to just kind of roll with it? I tend to be more of a perfectionist when it comes to music. I do have that fear of, oh no, I just hit a wrong note. Did anybody else notice? But other, the whole open mic thing to me has been very forgiving and freeing. Mm. I seem to be more conscious of myself as far as this has to be good (laughs) or else I shouldn't be doing this, Mm. you know? Yeah, I can understand that. Mm. Do you write music too? I have. I seem to be able to come up with something (laughs) about every 10 years, it seems. About, I think it is about 10 years ago, I I did, was the last piece that I wrote, and it was a song basically based on a feeling and an experience that I had in the back of the farm of my husband's family. So it's titled Sherman's Field, and it just came to me. And that's usually how it has been in anything I've written. I get a thought, or I could sometimes have the music first, and then something will just come that fits that those few notes in the beginning. And I may have a little bit else to work on, but for the most part, it's always just come. Is it the music first and then the lyric, or vice versa? Usually it's the music first, yeah. And I don't have any clue as to how that comes into my head or why not more often. Right. I seem to, if I'm really busy in my day-to-day, it doesn't seem like there's room for something like that to come in. I do keep a notepad with me so that if something comes into my head. Even if I'm driving, I might have to pull over and write it down before I forget because it won't come back. (laughs) When it's gone, it's gone. It's gone, it's gone. How did Open Mic Night come to be? 
few years back, I think I said it was about 2018 or so, the economic development director at the time, somehow we got on a conversation about music. They were had been running summer concerts at the Dover Park for a few years prior to that. And we were, I think, out in the parking lot one day just chatting. And I said, oh, my dream was always to have a coffee house coming from that little theater. And when you were a girl or a brownie, I was a little brownie. (laughs) And oh, another thing that got me to this place was a place in Brattleboro. West Brattleboro was called the Chelsea House. And it, again, was a barn. I guess I have a thing about barns. And you could go there and have a cup of coffee, tea. There would be some desserts. And it was just amazing. People that I saw then, and I'm not dating myself because I'm not old, have now become bigger names in the music industry. They would have contra dances. It was just, it was kind of a little bit of everything. So that came from that as well. And I made the comment, I've always wanted to have a coffee house or an open mic or something. And he said, well, we can do that. So of course I jumped on that and we just worked out different things like, okay, where will we have it? We're going to need a sound system. So that all worked out and it's been, it's really been a wonderful experience. Yeah. How does it work? So right now we're on about twice a month and it's advertised, I believe, in the newspaper, through social media. And sometimes I get phone calls of people interested. I haven't gotten to the point where it's like, well, you need to call and reserve a space. And I've kind of just left it as, all right, let's see who shows up and about how much time would each person have. Mm-hmm. So it's it's sort of laid back, which I think nice. is nice too. It makes it a little more relaxing. I try to go in order of people as they arrive. Sometimes they're not ready yet. So it's just, you go take your time. If you have 20 minutes, use it. Do you ask people to perform for a certain amount of time or is it kind of whatever they want? Again, it would depend on how many people come Mm -hmm. out for it. Pretty much it's been at least, I want to say 20 minutes to a half an hour a piece, which is, it's a good chunk of time. It is. We meet at the town hall. Mm Mm-hmm which is a a more of a local middle ground meeting space. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's nice. I, I like that community aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I think that Definitely. sounds really appealing. Are most of the people who've come, is it music they're doing? Is it singing or playing an instrument? So far, it's been people singing and playing an instrument. We did have a young girl a few years ago. She, oh my gosh, I'm going to get it wrong. Did she have a clarinet? And she played a couple of pieces. And it was it was so much fun because she hadn't really done that in front of people. Other people that have 
never played in front of someone. But yeah, it's been singers, guitar players, and I keep encouraging other types of talent as well. Would be nice to hear somebody read some of their writing, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so I'm trying to get more interest in, you know, I certainly don't mind singers, but to just let people know that it's not just for singers. Right. You and know. do you always sing? Like every, whenever you're there, do you perform as well or does it depend? I have. I have been able to. Yeah, usually either that or... Someone might say, will you join me on this? And I'll go up and either sing or or play or both. So it's kind of like that as well. It's a very, it's not like, oh, this is my time and I have to take it myself. So I've said, if you you want other people to join you, just invite them up. And so it works out really well because then you... Maybe you're learning something you didn't know before. Yeah. Which And it's a safe space. Like, it's not like... It is a safe space. And people are so encouraging. And that's what I love about it. Like, if you're sort of iffy as far as how you play, or I know one man one week had a song he had just written and wanted to share it. So it's just... It's encouraging and it's just, I think, important to have a place to be able to go to share what you've taken from your heart and that you would like to share it with other people. And I think it's a good venue for doing that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It got me thinking too, just what you were saying, how it's a safe space. And at the same time, you as a performer, you know, that's an area of your life where you feel like, oh, I have to be, you know, really good or I don't want to make a mistake. Does it feel like a safe place for you, a safe space when you perform there? Or do you still kind of hold yourself to these high standards of performance? It makes me feel like I sound like I'm really good. (laughs) No, I think that it has given me an opportunity to relax. And when I go to set up. I'm usually coming right from work. So maybe I haven't even gone home yet. So to just have a place to just go and just sort of sit and breathe a little bit, because I want it to be light and I want it to be fun. So I think I've given myself that permission as well. Like uh, if I'm, and I have, I've messed up like, uh, wrong key, got to start that over. Or I could be right in the middle of something and all the rest of the words just are gone. It happens. And I think years ago, I maybe I would be mortified that that would happen. But now it's like it goes with the territory, you know, <laughs> and I don't. I'm somebody that just does not retain that kind of information anymore. You know, I can have my book out with lyrics and chords and whatnot and everybody else does too so it it amazes me when somebody can actually go through something start to finish and not have forgotten well yeah any of the lyrics that's That's hard yeah 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 Yeah. the dover town hall was that a place that was at the top of the list when you decided to 
start this back in 2018? I think it was primarily because it's a town building and we were providing this as a town function kind of thing. So it made sense because it's usually available and it's nice to use the building. So it it was, it was right, right at the top. There's plenty of room, chairs, tables, if people want to bring a dinner and sit and eat and listen, that's available. Yeah. What is it about the town hall that makes it special or, or inviting? You know, it's an old building. It's very beautiful. What What do you think, what do you love about it? There's something about the atmosphere, the big, big windows that early in the evening, the sun's still coming in. And even as it gets dark, the old chandeliers and it's just the hardwood floors and it's just gives a sense of years of things that have gone on in that space from whenever. It's old. I I looked it up. It was built in 1828 and it was a church and then it became converted for government use in 1875. But they have town meeting in that building? We have town meetings. That's nice. The last couple of years since COVID, we've moved elsewhere just to be able to spread out more. But I believe this year, many people said they really missed. It's just that experience of what Vermont is so well known for, town meeting. Absolutely. It's just... And you want them in your town hall. You want that to be, you know, that's the place you want to have it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping, you know, as people come up to ski or whatnot, if they're looking for something to do Mm -hmm. a couple times a month, it doesn't cost anything. Right. So it's just, and it's fun. Mm -hmm. What's your dream for it? What are your hopes and dreams for Open Mic Night? Oh, I would like to see it continue. I would like to see it grow. Mainly that it continue, yeah, and that more people would feel they'd feel okay that that would be a great place to try out something new. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and in a safe space, and in a safe space, yeah, definitely. What have you gotten out of spearheading this? You know, what do you get out of it personally? Oh, I, I definitely get some peace of mind for myself knowing that I think I'm doing something good in the community. And it's something totally different than my day job, but brings out what I've always loved all my life so far. I mean, it's been a huge part of my life. And to be able to continue that, yeah, it's just... I'm proud of it. I think it's, like I say, it's, I think it's a great community thing that I'm giving back to the community. Wow, you guys were all awesome. I, I so appreciate everyone coming out tonight. Open Mic Night happens every second and fourth Wednesday night at the Dover Town Hall. You can learn more by visiting doververmont.com. 
Thanks for listening to Happy Vermont. You can find Vermont stories, calendar event listings, and Happy Vermont sweatshirts, t-shirts, and hats at happyvermont.com. I'd like to give a special shout out to a few listeners I've heard from recently, including Renee from Illinois, Jen from Florida, and Miriam from Vermont. Miriam and I actually met by chance in a local coffee shop as we were both wearing the same Happy Vermont sweatshirt. So if you have story ideas, feedback, or just want to say hello, please email me at hello at happyvermont.com. Thanks so much for listening and talk to you soon.